This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by PrizePix. Use code MMN at prizepix.com to get yourself a match deposit of up to $100. Waiver wire coming up in a bit along with the injuries. But first, Monday Night Football Prize picks. Reminder to smash the like, sub to the channel, and fantasy football picks and bets on Apple and Spotify. Leave a rating and review while you're up there as well. Let's jump over to prizepicks.com after what ended up being a winning weekend, but the main play lost from the Saturday show from prizepicks.com. But I scrolled through the open entries that were up there. Uh, I saw a few people cash the three-play MMA one that I had uh, that I stole from John Kelly, and boom, that came through. My three-play from earlier in the week, stupid Donta Foreman scores three touchdowns, touches the ball 25 times, can't get a catch. And it just destroyed everything that I had on the go for the week. So it would have been a huge week. Alas, it was not. But the Monday nights have not been going well for me on prize pick. So I need to go Chalk City, see if I can figure this out. Uh, with Jamar Chase out, you think concentrated passing game from the Cincinnati Bengals. Does that mean it's going to be more for Hayden Hurst? Does that mean there's going to be more for Mike Thomas in this game? Maybe some Samaj P. Ryan out of the back. I'll go with the guy who's still probably a bit banged up, but the extra time should be good to go. 74 and a half for a number one in a pass happy offense. Seems pretty good for T Higgins. And then the one that I just keep going back to every single week, uh, the projections at runthesims.com have Nick Chubb for 104 rushing yards. So 82 and a half is 20 below that. Let's go with that. Try to make it easy on ourselves. 150 pays 450 on the T Higgins, more than 74 and a half receiving yards. Nick Chubb, more than 82 and a half rushing yards and hopefully there's a bit of fireworks in this game although it might end up being a bit a bit low scoring these should be the two primaries right now in terms of what we're seeing from both these offenses everything's going to run through these two and hopefully they can just sit there and hit their overs let's jump over to the waiver wire for the week you can see you can find all of the information and hot links in the mayo media newsletter you can subscribe to that in the description of the video or podcast and go through the injuries snap shares you can see these are the projections so far right now for the monday night football game some of the DraftKings lineups that i use for my projection to spit out the optimals for that but you can always mess around with those here's the week eight injury cheat sheet mark mark oh hi mark ingram oh, oh bye mark ingram left the game with a knee injury more camara all the time zeke connor Hubbard, Daryl Williams, Cam Akers all did not play in week eight. Uh, obviously, you know, Dallas is going on by week. Chuba Hubbard may return. I doubt will I ever see Cam Akers play for the Rams again. Uh, then you just have like Daryl Williams and James Conner should be back this week. I thought they were going to play this like in week eight, but you know, give them another week off and see how that ends up going. Take a look at the snap shares for the week. As you can see, uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't take long for CMC to get himself very involved in the San Francisco passing game. Played a higher snap share than any running back in football on Sunday or even Thursday for that matter. So he ends up with 81% of the snap share. Saquon, ETN. Like if this is going to be a real thing going forward where ETN is just playing the third most snaps, fifth most snaps, whatever it is, over 70% of the snaps in the Jags backfield. It's fantastic news. He's a fringe top 10. This is everything that we wanted from Travis Etienne before the season started, where we didn't know how we didn't. Very few people, based on his ADP, expected James Robinson to return in week one. People were drafting Etienne with the idea that, hey, he's a top 15 guy with the potential for top five with the receiving work that he does. Issue is the Jags don't really score any touchdowns. And 
you know, that's how you're going to hit your upside. When you see, you know, Barkley finds his way into the end zone. McCaffrey manufactures three ways to find touchdowns. Kamara scores three. Henry scores two. Walker finds his way in. We just need ETN to get going a little bit in that regard. Pile off some of those two touchdown games and then, boom, he could end up being top five. Even someone like Damian Pierce, who played 77% of the snaps uh, and looks like Rex Burkhead is just done in this offense. You had Dare Oga, the Ogdog. That's how I'm going to choose to pronounce it. Like, they played two two running back sets a whole bunch, but in that final drive, that meant nothing. Basically, two-minute drill style where Damian Pierce ended up coming down to score the touchdown at the end. He was in on that entire drive. It was all passing the entire time. Ends up with the receiving touchdown. That is fantastic news for his fantasy viability because in his good weeks, he's going to be a top-10 guy. And now in his bad weeks, if he can have that base of receptions every single week because he's playing so often they're always going to be trailing that he just piles up a lot of free ppr half point ppr points and you get the yardage along with it plus the expectation that he can score more touchdowns at the same time as well so that is just fantastic news uh, for his floor and his overall upside as well uh, other ones to kind of see, I mean, Daryl Williams did play. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, Daryl Williams was in in that game, and it was still Eno all the time. They played uh, the two running back sets. I, what I meant to say was, I think that James Conner will return next week, and then this throws it all into flux. But it was a lot of passing down situations for the Cardinals in that game. I would... I know it got a bit close in the second half and then Cowher threw them out of it again, but if that was like a close game or Arizona had been up by a little bit, I bet you we would have seen more Daryl Williams than the 30% that we saw. I bet you would have been around like 55-45, which really would have hampered, not that Benjamin did a ton in the game, but we just it would have been a more even split. When we see James Conner come back, it's still going to be his backfield. At least that that's the vibe that you get from old Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona at the moment. You know, Mostert, uh, Stevenson, this was an interesting one. Stevenson, 60% to Damian Harris, 42%. Harris slowly creeping back up. And when we talk about the waiver wire for this week, you see Caleb Huntley, 36, 36% of the snap share. Algier, 60%. That's probably a place where people want to target this week. As we jump on over to the waiver wire notes, you see six teams on bye week. Cleveland, Dallas, Pittsburgh. San Francisco, the New York Giants, and Denver. So you might have some plug-in plays here. So even someone like Latavius Murray, who's a pretty good pickup for what he's doing right now. He's number nine in the pickup rankings, but Denver's on bye. Uh, you have Pittsburgh, Jalen Warren. Well, Pittsburgh's now on bye. What are you going to do with Jeff Wilson and Christian McCaffrey? Well, they're on bye. Both the Cleveland backs are going to be out. You know, you've been saving Pollard for when Zeke gets hurt. Well, Zeke's hurt. You get the one game out of Pollard. Zeke might be back after the bye week. How do you fill your teams? And so Tower LG is available in like 45 percent of leagues at the moment i kind of fudge this a little bit because usually i don't include anyone that is over 50 percent but there are two this week algier and edwards are both over 50 percent but it's like 55 and 52 percent they're the top running back pickups for me here you can get the full waiver wire link down in the description if you're looking for that so actual like pickups if you need to plug in players Herbert plays Miami. Miami's defense looks atrocious at the moment. And as we just witnessed, you saw like the split between Herbert and Montgomery. It's not quite 50-50, but it's getting closer every single week. So it was a plug-and-play. He was dropped on mass once. David Montgomery returned to the Bears. 
So Herbert's pretty good. Caleb Huntley is legit and available in like 95% of leagues. Playing the Chargers, not that the Chargers like have a bad defense. I would expect that to be an upscore. All Falcons games are high volume games for the running backs on their side of the ball. And you know that the Chargers are going to score some points. We've seen Huntley more available in the receiving game than Algier. Not that they throw ever. But if they are going to throw to running backs, it's probably going to be Huntley. So as of just desperation, plug and play, he does have excellent quickness that he could take one to the house. Safer in that regard, if you need the plug and play Rashad White against the Rams, logically that makes more sense. Beat up offensive line, good pass rush on the Rams, get the ball out quickly, get the ball out early. And we've been seeing an uptick for White. He should have around like five targets in this game and, you know, it, All the upside really depends on if they can find the end zone or not. But with White, you're probably looking at like four for 25, maybe a few carries. So at least he's going to pile up like the the seven to 10 fantasy points. He scores a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's a pretty good week. If you need to plug that guy into your roster to fill out a flex. I mean, you're probably better off scouring the waiver wire for wide receivers to find some of these flex guys this week. Uh, And then you have Kenyon Drake, who who knows in the Baltimore backfield. It was all Edwards two weeks ago. Then it was all Kenyon Drake. Dobbins is obviously still out. Justice Hill might miss next week's game as well. They're playing the Saints. The Saints defense showed up for the first time in six weeks on Sunday against the Raiders. I don't know how sustainable that is. Even someone like Kenneth Gainwell that I have down at number 10 right now, they're playing the Texans. They're 13 and they're 13 point favorites in the game. Like once you get Boston Scott could even be available for that. It was a lot like in these big bills blowouts. Can you play? play James Cook and yeah eventually they get to the point where they start playing the alternate running backs and you're really putting a lot of faith and that's how the game is going to break but no this is going to be the worst bye week of the year six games especially thin at running back that these are the sort of players that you're going to have to turn to this week if you're really digging down a little bit Isaiah Pacheco is number seven you know he could end up with eight eight touches in that game plus he returns the kickoffs uh Kieran Williams is more of a stash still I I do think that the Rams are going to give him a very serious look once he is able to return so that's what we're doing on the running back front in week number nine how about we scroll down to the wide receiver injuries get rid of those snap shares and we got some team notes in there maybe I'll just read up the team notes I won't you can just go to the you can go to the post that's on the newsletter right now to find all of that out but wide receiver Cooper Cup looks like he avoided the major ankle injury I do not know whether or not he's going to play against the Buccaneers this week if he doesn't play their offense is going to be so bad but I think that he will end up suiting up we'll get more on him throughout the course of the week uh, you know, he's he's a big fantasy player. He's a big name. He's the reigning offensive player of the year. The reporting should be pretty good on Cooper Cup here. Christian Watson exited Sunday Night Football with a concussion. Richie James was carted off the field with a concussion. Devontae Parker left the Patriots game with that knee injury. Then you got Debo. Debo's probably going to miss. Well, they're on bye this week, so maybe he should be okay to return from the bye, but it did seem like a multi-week injury for him with the hamstring. And look, that division is competitive, but not super competitive. They still have the game. They still have a game against the 49ers. They can get back into their pocket. And listen, even if they don't beat out the Seahawks for the NFC West lead, they can still make a wild card here. Having Debo Samuel is going to be so critical to what they do if they truly do want to go on a deep run that I think they will veer on the side of caution. They were just able to beat the Rams without him. So what Christian McCaffrey was able to manufacture took a lot of it, like the Debo playbook that now that they have McCaffrey. It's going to be scary to see Debo and McCaffrey once they're at full speed fully healthy, fully ingrained in the playbook on the field at the same time. But I don't think we'll see that for the near future. 
Uh, Jamar Chase hasn't gone on injured reserve yet. Maybe he can avoid it, be back in the four weeks. We'll see on that front, but obviously he is not playing on Monday Night Football against the Browns. Thomas should be back next week, I think, but I mean, we've been saying that for like three weeks. So just wait and see with him and Landry for the Saints. Dotson still out for the Commandos. Lazard missed the Packers game. Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay, Nico Collins, Russell Gage, and Rashad Bateman exited the game for the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday Night Football. And obviously Russell Gage did not play in that contest. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I have no idea what's going on with him. Obviously, he was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been injured all year for the Giants. We'll see if he plays for the Chiefs, because I have him on the pickup power rankings this week. He comes in at number four, just based on the... Look, if you need a plug-and-play, obviously, he's not the one that you want to go to. Garrett Wilson was the apple of Zach Wilson's... Maybe he needs LASIK surgery? I don't know what's going on with him, but he was staring down Tyler Conklin. He was staring down Garrett Wilson. That was it. That's all the Jets' offense was in a very poor effort against the Patriots. But he had been dropped over the past few weeks, puts up a nice game, so he goes back to number one, not that he's available. I still love Jamison Williams as a stash, but it doesn't look likely that he's going to return anytime soon. Sometime in November is, maybe we get him on Thanksgiving Day, maybe after Thanksgiving is when we first see him. But with the, way, with the amount that that offense throws, they play indoors, they play horrible defense, there's going to be volume there. And as we've seen, like Amon Ross St. Brown can't, carry this all by himself you know he's a top 10 pick in the nfl draft if he is at full speed fully healthy when he returns i would expect him to have a very large role he could i don't want to say he could be a league winner because he could be absolutely terrible at the same time just it's a it's a lost season for him but i really do I'm enamored with the upside. Like, is it worth stashing Paris Campbell on your bench? Well, if you need someone to play this week, obviously the answer is Paris Campbell. But Jamison Williams, if you're forward thinking, are in a good spot or have the bench room is where I'd want to go. So Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams as a stash. Then for immediate pickups and play, Rondell Moore. Tony's more of a stash because we don't know whether or not he's ever going to play. Romeo Dubs. Isaiah McKenzie's in a really nice spot this week, uh, running so much out of the slot. You would expect to see the Jets. I mean, Sauce Gardner's been legit this year. Whether he goes on Gabe Davis, whether he goes on Diggs, you have to think that the path of least resistance for the Bills is going to be throws over the middle. That's going to be Isaiah McKenzie. Long-term, like, listen, he's boomer bust, but I think this could be a very good week for him in week nine. Long-term, you know, he's the fifth man in the, like, the, the pecking order here, and that's behind Josh Allen runs and Devin Singletary runs, and even in the red zone, I know he scored the touchdown on Sunday night, but Dawson Knox is still a bigger threat once they get in near the goal line. Darius Slayton continues to be, like, okay for the Giants. Josh Palmer, I have at number eight right now. Uh, Mike Williams is going to be out for... Three, four weeks with a high ankle sprain, it looks like. So Josh Palmer coming off the concussion should get immediately inserted back into the or the Chargers. And they're playing Atlanta, so that's great news. He should be back in the starting lineup. Uh, Irv Smith is getting an MRI on his ankle. Uh, he continued to tough it out through the game, but, man. If you had heard Smith, you can drop him. Mark Andrews, that is a bit of concern. Fortunately, they played on Thursday Night Football, so he'll have that extra time to get himself ready for the Saints game this week. If not, Isaiah Likely turns into a really nice pickup. Daniel Bellinger, no word on whether or not he's going to be back. The Giants ran a three-tight end set. Tanner Hudson got most of his work in catch-up mode at the very end of the game. So when they want to run, no Tanner Hudson. When they have to pass, that's when you see Tanner Hudson in the game. Tanner Hudson, not the best blocker in the world. Uh, I mean, David Njoku, I have listed as DMP. He has 
hasn't played yet, but he is not playing on Monday Night Football. Harrison Bryant will step in to the starters role for the Cleveland Browns. Adam Troutman didn't play. Darren Waller didn't play. Maybe he should be back next week. Cameron Brait, no word yet on him. He had the concussion, then he had this neck injury. It looks like more Cade Otten for the future, although this is a mini-bye week for them because they played on Thursday nights. We'll pick up to see what's going on with him against the Rams. Going forward, quarterback Tannehill didn't play. Maybe he can be back next week. Uh, Matt Ryan did not play either. They threw up the stat during the game that it was Matt Ryan's fourth missed game in 15 years. That's incredible. Incredible stuff. Pickups at tight end. I got Dulwich at number one. He's good. Really good, actually. Evan Ingram at number two. Kate Otten, Tyler Conklin. You can make a bigger case for Conklin. I don't know if that was a product of no Corey Davis being around, uh, so few options, but he's clearly the guy that Zach Wilson likes to throw to over CJ Uzama, and he's number two in the pecking order on the Jets right now. They're playing the Bills, a game where they're probably going to be trailing by a bunch, having to throw a bunch, so... Conklin's a nice plug-and-play for the week. Dawson Knox, Robert Tunyon, Isaiah Likely, Juwan Johnson. Uh, Now we're getting thin at tight end if that's the way that we're going. Quarterback streams for the week. Justin Fields. Fields starting to look a lot better. Now he's playing Miami, who legit doesn't play defense. So Justin Fields, number one. Dalton, number two against the Ravens. The Ravens still haven't solved all of their pass protection, their pass defense issues. Mariota in what should be a shootout against the Chargers. Peej! Page, PJ Walker. Man, that was a throw. 70 yards in the air. It was incredible. I'm glad they didn't win because, you know, I have a Falcons to make the playoffs bet. And the more wins they can pile up, the better for me. But PJ Walker is number four in this matchup against Cincinnati. Heineke. I threw Malik Willis down at the bottom uh, against the Chiefs. I'm guessing Tannehill is going to play. But this is a sort of perfect storm for what Malik Willis's fantasy value could be if, listen, they're going to try to run the ball as often as possible with Derrick Henry, with, with Malik Willis if he ends up playing, uh, with Dontrell Hilliard. But if that doesn't work and they start trailing by 14, 20 points against the Chiefs, then it's like a preseason game against prevent defense for Malik Willis. He'll be running around. He'll be dominant. He'll probably throw like three picks, but he could pile up like 70 rushing yards, score a touchdown. It's one of those weeks. Um, you know, there's a ton of teams on by you. Listen, he might not even play. So I wouldn't make him a priority. Yet, but if you see later in the week, that Tannehill is trending towards out and you're stuck at quarterback, that would be a route I would potentially take. I, you know, I would stream Kansas city's defense against the Titans here. Because uh, if you make them have to pass, the real bad look for that Tennessee offense. So they're the number one streamer of the week. Miami number two against Fields because uh, they still have no offensive line. Seattle, Minnesota, and the Chargers against Atlanta is where I am going for all of my defensive pickups for the week. All my rankings will be out on DK Nation a little bit later on, either on Monday evening or Tuesday morning. And then I'll have the show with Jake and then all the regular PME shows for fantasy football picks and bets. Tambo will be back on Wednesday. Wednesday evening for the Thursday night breakdown. Then I'll be back on Saturday with the full injury report, updated rankings, and the best props of the week. Once again, code MMN at prizepicks.com. Link is down in the description as well for a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. Uh, so I highly recommend that you go do that. Runthesims.com slash mail. Get you 10% off any membership level as well. Smash likes up to the channel on the way out. And I will see you next time. Yeah!